Welcome to the Proskauer Brief, Hot Topics in Labor and Employment Law. I'm Harris Mufson, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my partner, Guy Brenner, and we're going to discuss the Trump administration's recent executive order on combating race and sex stereotyping. So, Guy, last month, the Trump administration issued an executive order on combating race and sex stereotyping, which has garnered a, a tremendous amount of attention. Can you describe the order for our listeners and, and what it does? Uh, sure, Harris, and, and happy to be with you today. Essentially, the executive order, it does a number of things, but with regards to the government contractor community and government contractor employers, what it does is it restricts the concepts which government contractors can include in their employee diversity and awareness training and imposes certain penalties and sanctions, including debarment for failure to comply. So what sort of concepts are covered by the the executive order in terms of training? Sure. So the executive order prohibits a, a list of concepts in trainings implemented by federal government contractors. Some are not controversial. For example, the order bars the teaching that one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex, which I would certainly hope no one has a problem with. But the order also includes other concepts that have been read as trying to restrict certain unconscious bias and white privilege training. For example, the order prohibits training employees that, quote, an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. The executive order also prohibits teaching that individuals of a particular sex or race have responsibility for past actions by members of the same race or sex, or that individuals should feel any guilt as a result of their race or sex. And finally, it also prohibits any training that assigns fault, blame, or bias to uh, a race or sex or to a member of a race or sex because of their race or sex. And these provisions have been read as you know, sort of aimed at popular unconscious bias and white privilege trainings. Yeah, I mean, in the in the wake of uh, the the George Floyd killing and the, the sort of nationwide protests and conversations that we're having, a number of companies have been increasing their diversity and inclusion trainings in in the wake of that. And so, how does this order fit within that rubric? Absolutely, Harris. I know you and I have have many clients that have been looking for ways to enhance their trainings in recent months in order to address, you know, the the social movements that that we're all aware of. And the timing of this order is viewed as hostile to some of those enhanced trainings that we've been seeing across the country. And so what what should government contractors do, uh, those who are are concerned about this order and and ensuring that they comply with it to, to avoid debarment, what should they be thinking about in terms of practicalities? So a few things that government contractors who are concerned about this order should be aware of. So first, the first thing to be aware of is the prohibitions in the order only apply to new contracts entered into 60 days after its enactment. So basically on November 21st, 2020 or later. So until you have one of those contracts, these prohibitions don't directly apply to you. Now, one caveat to that is that the order requires the OFCCP to set up a hotline to accept complaints about violations of the order and other violations. And that hotline is already in place. And the OFCCP has stated that even if you're not subject to the order because you don't have a new contract, trainings that violate the order could also violate some of the other provisions that are regulated by the OFCCP, like Executive Order 11246. So while only contractors with new contracts will be subject to these prohibitions expressly, all contractors need to be aware of them and understand that they could be investigated 
if an employee submits a complaint to the hotline. The second thing that contractors should be thinking about when they're thinking about what this order means for them and what they want to do, particularly do they want to enter into any new contracts with the government that contain these provisions, is, you know, and look, I hate to speculate about anything, uh, particularly politics, but in the event there is a change in the administration, it's a fairly good bet that the order is going to be rescinded. So contractors may want to see, wait and see what happens in November. Hopefully we'll know where we're going in November. Uh, before making any decisions about how to handle new contracts with the government and their strategy for moving forward. And finally, contractors should look carefully at the letter, the specific text of the order. I think when they do, they'll find that they should be able to comply with the letter of the order, even if they don't comply with its spirit or its perceived spirit. For example, if employees are trained that unconscious bias is a result of people's experience as opposed to an inherent part of their of a particular person's race, the training should comply with that element of the order. And so contractors may be able to get comfortable that they can still do the trainings that they've been doing and still comply with, with the order or at least be comfortable that the risk is minimal. All excellent points. Thanks, Guy. Uh, you, as always, your insight is, is really valuable here. Uh, and thank you for joining us on the Proskauer Brief today. Stay tuned for more insights on the latest hot topics in labor and employment law, and be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play.